This is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, created by the team of Becker's Healthcare, a multimedia company devoted to the people who power U.S. healthcare. Four new 15-minute episodes are released daily, containing industry news, analysis, and thought leadership from powerful healthcare decision makers. Support our show by leaving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you use. It's a chance to tell us what you like about the show and act on your feedback. Thanks for listening. Now here's the episode. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Beth Steele, Chief Operating Officer at Owensboro Health Regional Hospital. Beth, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. It's great to be here. Now, I know we have a lot to talk about. There's so much happening in healthcare, and really I'm excited to dive into our broader discussion. But before we do, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure. So as you said, I serve as the Chief Operating Officer at Owensboro Health in Western Kentucky. Um, I'm a nurse by background, and most of my career was spent in the surgical services and procedural areas. But today I have responsibility for our largest hospital within the three hospital system, along with system nursing and the system operational executive directors. That's great to hear. And certainly, you know, um, having that clinical background, I can imagine, um, puts you, you know, gives you a, a unique perspective as you're trying to manage the operations of the entire hospital and really an important hospital within the system. It definitely has um, helped me along the way, you know, being a nurse and having that clinical background and then having the exposure to the operational side of, of the business and being savvy in all areas. It, it has definitely given me an edge that I'm very thankful for. Absolutely. So, you know, given where we're at today, obviously, um, just many challenges, whether they be financial, uh, workforce related, uh, digital innovation, technology, etc. You know, I guess I'm wondering, what are your top priorities right now? How do you think about what you're spending your time on and really making sure you're um, focused on the things that matter for you and your patients? Yeah, so you actually hit it first when you said um, workforce. I don't think there's probably anybody in healthcare and, and really outside of healthcare that isn't focused on workforce. It's so tied to everything else that we do, including our finances. And so I would say that, you know, most of us within healthcare can't really meet our mission without our people. And so our priority continues to be recruitment and retention of our team members, but also of our providers as well. We need to have our physicians and, and our advanced practice providers. Um, A lack of workforce right now is just one of the challenges. As you said, we have lots of headwinds hitting us all at the same time. And we just really believe that prioritizing our efforts around our people will help us in every single area. We know that partnering with resources around our communities that we serve within the state of Kentucky and then nationally will ultimately be where we can um, improve. And actually, one of the things that I think is one of the coolest things that we're doing right now is we had um, last year taken forward and many of our, our local government officials supported us at the state level, and we got a $38 million um, grant that was funded by the state of Kentucky for an innovation center to help with healthcare pathways. And we're part of a huge collaboration with universities, colleges, and even with local high schools to really spark the passion of healthcare within students as they build you know, their careers and go into um, potential healthcare fields. So that is something that we're incredibly excited about. 
That sounds amazing. And, and certainly, you know, makes a huge difference um, in terms of it's fortifying yourself for the future and building the pipeline of the yeah. next generation of healthcare workers. That's awesome to hear. Um, I, I can imagine still in the very early stages of some of these efforts, but what are you seeing come from that? You know, what are you hearing about um, folks that are participating in, in, in what's it been like to work on that type of project? Well, it can be a little overwhelming, but I, I, I will say we have a lot of amazing, smart people who are leading the project, and I just get to be a little piece of it. But I will say that um, seeing the collaboration amongst the universities and the schools and the innovation that we've had just as we build the pathways is so important. Many of um, students who are going through school today may not have any understanding of how they get to that kind of end game, right? They want to get to a certain place, but they don't know what pathway to take or what all the options are, or, you know, do I really need to start here at A to get to C? And so I think for me, the most exciting piece has been really that level of um, diverse groups that are coming together, seeing the need and understanding the impact that it has, not just on healthcare and our future, but really on the whole economy of rural Kentucky. So to us, this is a game changer on a lot of levels. For sure. And, and I, I think that, you know, it will be so interesting to see how things develop over the next few years or so. And to that point, how do you think Owensboro will continue to evolve in the next two to three years? I know some of these projects have a little bit longer horizon and how they'll impact yeah. um, healthcare overall. But in the more near term, how do you see healthcare delivery and the organization in particular um, changing? So I think for us, it is an evolution. So we're going through a bit of a mixture right now of going back to the basics related to operational excellence and quality and service. Um, really, you know, COVID disrupted a lot of our normal day-to-day -day things. And so we're seeing a mixture of that along with how can we find those new creative ways and, and be very cost conscious about it. And so we believe, believe this means that, you know, we've really got to focus in on on um, that just excellence that we know we can provide, um, really learning from our past and even being willing to revisit things that we haven't done um, or that we tried and maybe didn't work, but the things have changed. And so just keeping that openness um, to, to try new things, to get each one of our 5,000 team members thinking in that same way, that bringing up ideas is a good thing and, and trying things is, is okay. Um, even if it doesn't work, we're learning as we go. And then we also know that, you know, partnerships in our community, within our state and um, even with a national company, we recently partnered to work on our IT and RevCycle side of the business, and we knew those were two areas that we needed some more muscle in. And so just understanding where we need to partner and collaborate along with how we innovate internally. Um, the great thing about being part of a smaller health system is we're incredibly nimble, and we believe this to be an advantage for us. That's great to hear. And, and definitely, you know, having that ability to be nimble um, and, and change a little bit more quickly uh, certainly has a lot of advantages within the healthcare space. I know traditionally, you know, some organizations, regardless of the size, it feels like trying to turn the uh, Titanic and making a change. Right. And so how do you uh, keep that nimbleness around, especially after the pandemic? I know a lot of, um, you know, changes had to be made quickly. And so how do you continue to, to have the momentum around that while, you know, um, 
also being thoughtful with the time that you do have now that, you know, it's not so much of an emergency bell every single day? Well, I think it's really being clear about our priorities. Um, you know, nimbleness is good to, um, but you can't go off in too many directions, right? You have to, you have to stay clear on what, what the priorities are. I think our leadership team's done a very nice job within the last year and a half to two years, really promoting our strategic imperatives and making it clear as to what priorities we are focused on. And so, you know, it's a balance always. And our small health system has um, kind of tried to stay pretty laser focused. We even have tried to build out what are our goals. And instead of doing annual goals, we're doing goals that we believe can be long-term goals that we make incremental progress on over five years. And so some of our goals are annual goals that, you know, we're making small tests of change happen, but then it's really how do we get to this longer range five-year goal. And so really being clear with our employees, um, every team member has a place in making us successful with that, um, but we're not going to change every year. We're not going to change the focus every year. And even though we get hit with things, um, we really need to stay strong on what, what we believe our focus should be, and those imperatives have really made a difference for us, our board, our community. We're really trying to get it to everyone so everybody understands what we're working towards. I love that. I think that's such an important pathway uh, to build in trust without, within the organization to have um, between colleagues and staff members as you're moving quickly and trying to meet the needs of your community. Now, before we wrap up our discussion, I'm wondering what is one change that you or your team has made over the last year or so that's really yielded some great results? That is such a hard question. It's so funny when I when I sat down and I looked at that question, I had a hard time answering it because we've done um, so many great things that have yielded great results. But when I kind of took a level up on what my answer would be, what I would say the biggest change is, is that our leadership did align our team around how we can stay open and willing to improve and ideate to solve these tough problems. So that alignment that I talked about, that collaboration, and then that just laser focus in our strategic imperatives has been really great because what it did is it allowed every one of the teams to work on that one change within their own space that contributed to great results. And so, you know, some examples that I, that I thought of, but it's not the only thing. I just think it's that larger um, vision, that larger focus that really helped us get there. And then the, the executive team, the board, and everybody coming together and saying, yep, this is the right thing. This is what we're going to do. Building that trust and aligning our team is what, you know, what really ultimately allows us to meet the mission. But an example um, would be our nursing team came together across the system. We're really using our shared governance councils. And it's taken us, you know, being able to change how we look at our staffing models, how we view technology, how we utilize non-licensed um, um, team members. It really has been a culture shift and a mind mindset shift, and it also has allowed us to make sure that we're using every one of our nursing teams to come together and say, okay, this is how we meet the needs of, you know, our community today. Um, it has, you know, we have 
gone from, you know, one, one nursing externship to three levels of nursing externs. Um, we're also piloting a program in, um, with a local college to allow those who are in nursing school to be um, doing their clinical time with one of our preceptors. So they not only are working and getting skills with us at Owensboro Health, but they're getting credit within their college program. So there's so many things that we're doing that we would have never actually probably even allowed or thought of doing. And it's, it's stretching our minds a little bit, but it's been a, a great opportunity. And we've done things like that in, I think, almost every one of our spaces. That's amazing to hear and definitely um, seems to be very impactful for the organization moving forward. Beth, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fun and interesting conversation, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks, help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way. Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Mm -hmm.